chapter 15, verses 30 to 32. Matthew 15, verses 30 to 32. Matthew chapter 15, verses 30 to 32. Matthew 15, amen. You are there, shout a very big hallelujah. You have seen it on the screen, shout a bigger hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. And great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered, when they saw the dumb do, to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Verse 32. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. Praise the Lord. So this afternoon, very briefly, the topic of our discussion is what I call healing at the feet of Jesus. Healing at the feet, or you, want, you may call it healing at Jesus' feet. And the passage we've just read is very clear as to what happened. The Bible says they brought the lame, the blind, the dumb, the maimed, and many others. And they cast them down where? At Jesus' feet. That is key. They brought them and they cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them. So whoever or whatever was brought to the feet of Jesus to be addressed was addressed. And so in like manner, whatever you have brought to the feet of Jesus today, he will address in Jesus' name. Whatever you have brought to his feet in the house today, you will not go back with it in Jesus' name. That's very important. The multitude came. Dimensions, I mean, different dimensions of issues. But I want to ask, what else happens at Jesus' feet? What else happens at Jesus' feet? In the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 41 to 42, Luke chapter 8, verse 41 to 42, we see the beginning of a story that we are all familiar with. There came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, and about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people trumped him. So this man came, he fell down at Jesus' feet. He worshipped him. He besought him that Jesus will come into his house. But while Jesus was thinking of addressing the man's situation, the Bible says a, another woman came. The woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. It means the, her issue of blood started the day this, this, other girl, this girl was born. It's been a competition. A 12-year-old girl was dying. A man with the issue of blood for 12 years came and said, I need an intervention. You need an intervention today. The Lord will intervene in Jesus' name. You will meet with your own intervention in Jesus' name. Amen. And so while Jesus was attending to this other situation, 
there came a message from the ruler of the synagogue's house, from Jairus, saying, don't bother the master, your daughter is dead. But the Bible says, in Luke chapter 8, verse 50, that when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, fear not. Tell somebody, fear not. He said, fear not. Believe only, and she shall be made whole. Tell somebody, fear not. Believe only. That's the word of the Lord for someone here today. You don't need to fear. You look around you, all you hear is maybe news that are contrary to your faith. The Lord is saying to what? Fear not. You look at your bank account and the balance is no balance. The Lord is saying what? Fear not. So long as you are doing your only two parts. Your only two parts may not be enough. But you keep on keeping on. Tell somebody keep on keeping on. Because there will come a day that you will smile. There will come a day that you will laugh. There will come a day that you will share a testimony. Somebody here has a testimony. A glorious testimony. And we shall rejoice with you in Jesus' name. They told this man, your daughter is dead. Do not disturb the master further. I want to ask you a question. Is Jesus ever disturbed? Is there any time you come to Jesus that I say you are disturbing me? No. The pastor may say you are disturbing him. Your husband may say you are disturbing him. Your wife may say you are disturbing her. But Jesus never says you are disturbing him. If I heard the those that were saying, stop disturbing the master, and he did not talk, look at them, he looked at the man and he said, fear not, only believe. I want to ask you another question this afternoon. Do you believe? Do you believe? That's all that he's asking you to do. In John chapter 11, verse 40, what did he say? He said, did I not say unto you that if you believe, you'll do what? You will see the glory of God. All you need to do is believe. Believe the word he has given unto you. Believe the word he has sent unto you. What happens at Jesus' feet? Healing, of course, at Jesus' feet. That's number one. Number two is worship. Number two is what? And you know the good thing about worship? When you worship at Jesus' feet, it opens the doors to other things. You just come at his feet and you worship. That's why, you know, it's good at times when you worship. Especially, you are alone in your room, you are in your house. Go on your knees and worship. Do what? Go on your knees and worship. Lie down and prostrate on the floor before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say, Jesus, I worship at your feet. In fact, I am doing what? I'm holding onto what? Onto your feet. And I will not let these feet go until I hear from you. And begin to worship him. I didn't say begin to ask him for things. So begin to do what? what? What does it mean to worship him? How do you worship? Anybody wants to help us out? How do you worship him? No, no, I say how. I didn't say why. How do you worship him? You, 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 are, you, are, you are on your knees or you are on your face flat and you are holding on to, I mean, of course, you are not seeing the feet, but you are holding on to his feet and say, Lord, I'm holding on to your feet. And then you begin to worship. How do you worship? What do you say? What do you do? You are worshiping him. Call him his names. You are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Lord almighty. The great I am that I am. The one who was. The one who is. The one who forevermore shall be. The immortal God, yes. the invisible God, the only wise God, 
the immortality that dwells in unappreciable light, the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer, the Jehovah Rofeka, the Lord my healer, the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, the Lord Almighty, the one who was, the one who is, the one who forevermore shall be, the Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Oh, you begin to worship him. You call him who is. Who is he to you? Who he is to you is not necessarily who he is to me. Do you realize that? Jesus Christ said one thing. He said, birds have nests. The foxes have what? They have holes. But the son of man has what? No place to lay his head. He had no place to lay his head, but there's a reason for it. Because the Bible says Jesus was poor, that somebody may be rich. Who is that person? So if he was homeless, is that somebody may be homeful? Who is that person? So when you go before him and say, ah, it is because of you were homeless that I may have a home. And I hold on to your feet at this moment. And I will not let go until you give me a home. Will he answer you or not? He will answer you. The general overseer shared a testimony. He said one year at the, at the crossover service on December 31st, as he was preaching, the Lord gave him a word. That there is somebody here. Your landlord is harassing you. Because you cannot pay your rent. He said, but the Lord is saying unto you, in the new year, I will make you a landlord. And he said, when he said that, only one person said, amen. amen. Because only one person knew where, how do they say, where the shoe was fitting his feet. Because there was one messenger in the congregation who could not pay his rent. Who was being harassed by his landlord. And his amen was different. If your amen was, is different today, God will answer you. Amen. If you can say an, an amen that will attract the attention of heaven, God will answer you. Amen. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. This man who was a messenger. I mean, many of us are from Africa. In this part of the world, you may not know who a messenger is. But you know what a messenger is in Africa, right? This man who was a messenger on the first working day of the new year. You know, the first working day of this month. No, uh, no the, there's a working day after. Tomorrow is a holiday, right? Yes. Labor day. And Tuesday, we, we resume work. Tuesday is the first day of school. Somebody has a testimony on Tuesday. There's a glorious miracle for someone here on Tuesday. Receive it in Jesus' name. The first working day of the new year, this man went to office, saw the chairman, and like we normally do, he prostrated and said, ah, good morning, sir. Happy new year, sir. And as he was going, the chairman called him and said, messenger. He didn't even call him his name. He said, messenger. The man said, yes, sir. If he doesn't answer, his job is gone. He said, have I given you a gift for the new year? He said, no, sir. We are just seeing for the first time. He said, the Lagos State government just gave me a house I don't need. And so, and he brought out the key from his pocket, and he gave it to the messenger. He said, the house is yours. And he called his driver. He said, take this man to his house. It was the first day of the new year. There's a miracle waiting for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive divine establishment in Jesus' name. This man thought what he had just been given is a small boy's quarter. He took the key. He went there, 
the address, he looked at the house, he looked at the key. He said, is this the place? And when he put the key on, what did the key do? The key opened the door. So he knew this was the house. Or what would you think he would do? He would roll on the floor and thank God. This for me, of course there was no chair, there was no bed. But he had the house. And then he went back to meet the chairman and said, chairman, thank you. This is beyond my expectations. And the chairman said, ah, come to think of it. Is there furniture in your house? And the man said, no, <laughs> furniture, okay. <laughs> Did I even think of getting a house? The man said, I change my furniture every year. The one I changed this last year, I don't even know where to put it. And he called driver again. Driver, go and pack all that furniture to his house. <laughs> God will honor you. God will lift you up. As you worship God in this new dispensation, there's a miracle for you. There's an open door for you. There's an open heaven for you. At the feet of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. That was how that man, who was being harassed by his landlord, became not an ordinary uh, 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 house owner, not an ordinary one, an exalted one. At the feet of Jesus, let's worship. When you worship at his feet, brethren, doors are open unto you. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, Matthew 28, verse 9, the Bible says, as they went to tell his disciples, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and they worshipped him. They worshipped the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They worshipped the risen God. They worshipped the one who was dead, who is now alive. They worshipped the one who, is, who cannot be conquered by death. Do you know that's the assurance that we have? We know Jesus has conquered sickness. So we know sickness cannot conquer us. We know Jesus has conquered fear. So what is there to be afraid of? There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we can stand and sing that song that says, Jesus conquered the world and gave us victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. Jesus conquered the world and gave us victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. Brethren, number three, I know our time is gone. There is deliverance at his feet. There is what? Deliverance at his feet. In Luke chapter 8, verse 35, the Bible says, Luke chapter 8, verse 35. <clears throat> then they went out to see what was done. And they came to Jesus and found the man. Tell somebody the man. The man. They found the man out of whom the devils were departed. <laughs> if any devil came in here with anybody today, the devil is gone. Yeah. I said the devil is gone. Yeah. Putting it more appropriately, the demon is gone. They found that man sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. <laughs> the man who was afraid is no longer afraid. But those that saw his testimonies, they were afraid. Why were they afraid? Say, is it true? Is this possible? Could this man, whom we know has been living in the graveyard, <clears throat> among the dead, 
Is it possible that he's the one seated, clothed at Jesus' feet? At the feet of Jesus, brethren, there's deliverance. And I speak to somebody here today. Receive your deliverance. Amen. I say, receive your deliverance. Amen. I say, receive your deliverance. Amen. Take that which only God, the living God, can give unto you. And when you receive it, run with it. Amen. This is the first Sunday of the month of September. That means we have four more months, including this month, before the end of this year. In those four months, God wants to glorify somebody. In those four months, God wants to change the testimony of somebody. In those four months, there will be a divine turnaround. In those four months, there will be a divine establishment. In those four months, you know the Lord showed me something this morning. You are surrounded. You, you, there are people around you that you think are your friends. But they are not your friends. In fact, they have gathered to arrest you. But because you are here today, the arrester of the arrester will arrest them on your behalf in Jesus' name. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Ah, you have wept long enough. You started weeping in January when others were saying Happy New Year. Because you were wondering, how is my own situation? What, how come my own situation is like this? Ah, your money has come. Amen. I say your money has come. Amen. Your season of celebration has come. Amen. Not only are you going to celebrate, you will be celebrated. Amen. In these four months to the end of the year 2020, your time has come. Amen. I say your time has come. Amen. I say your time has come. Because whatever is available at the feet of Jesus, either we have mentioned it today or not, receive it in Jesus' name. No man knows your need. No man knows your situation. No man knows your circumstances. But there is someone who knows. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the one who was, the one who is, the one who forevermore shall be, the one who is saying unto you, weep not. And your, your time of weeping is over. Joy has come in Jesus' name.